I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. What is dating without a journey involved? We all have to go through a journey. We have to go through all these different milestones in our love lives to get to where we are today. And who is a better person? Like I think of her as a dating Sherpa than Marnie (laughs) Batista, who's on the line with us right now. Uh, She lives in LA, originally from the Midwest. She's in her fabulous 50s. She's currently married. And she helps smart, successful women overcome hurdles and blocks to living their best life and finding a high-quality man. Amen. (laughs) She has a master's in education as a certified life coach, also a master practitioner at administering an an energy assessment called the D-Factor that helps clients pinpoint exactly why they are or are not dateable. 
appropriate for how, us. Very appropriate <laughs> for us. And what types of messages they are unconsciously broadcasting to others based on their thoughts, feelings, actions, and attitudes. It's like almost like your dating aura. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's fabulous. And on top of that, Marnie's also a trained as a facilitator and mentor trainer by the Hoffman Institute, who has been quoted in numerous research studies. I'm sure you've all heard of Hoffman Institute, a world-renowned leader in personal development. In addition, Marnie's the on-camera dating and relationship coach on the new hit reality TV show, Control TV. And also you have a podcast. <laughs> is that correct? I do. Yeah. I totally do. I am so excited to have Marnie here because like, I will say like when her people reached out to our people. <laughs> that sounds so pretentious, but yes. <laughs> sure. We sound so list. big time right now. <laughs> <laughs> Slash not really. But anyways, I was super excited because I actually like had my own experience with Marnie. Like okay. I found her um, kind of admits this like dating like black hole I mm -hmm. was in like down in the dumps a bit um it was during that period where like I just kept going on date after date I was also in a really toxic friends with benefits like I don't want to be mm. in a relationship but somehow I thought there was still hope so I lost my dignity pretty the much the dark ages the dark ages and I remember somehow stumbling across Marty and I was like really like intrigued by it because there was so much like bad dating stuff out there mm. the why men like yeah. like bitches or like marry bitches or something. Yeah. It was like terrible books that were just like game playing. And I like like this approach of like getting down to like what is the core of what the challenge is mm -hmm. and like not just blaming whatever external forces are out there. So you were definitely ahead of your time here because I remember getting like a USB in the mail and yeah. um, oh listening yeah. in private because it was like not this kind of out of the open thing to listen to dating podcasts like it is now. And I remember it hit me at like a really good point in my life. And this is why I sh I'm sharing this is that I was like in the state of dating fatigue. Mm. I started to think there was something wrong with me. And I think like by like listening to your program and like listening to you, I was able to really address like what was holding me back, why my personality might be coming off different with dates than it was like with friends, for example, and why I was like maybe playing these games that were actually getting in my own way and I wasn't being authentic and actually took a break, really focused on like even your workbooks back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then um, I actually met someone that ended up being like a very significant partner for me. So like, I was super excited to have you, which is a very Yay. long story well, I'm short. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Marnie, aren't you so proud of your student here? She is such I a good student. I, I love it. And what's really cool is I will get an email like that or somebody sent me a picture in an email just the other day. They've been together eight years. One of the first people I coached and her and her husband went back to where they had their first date and she sent me a picture. And oh. uh, so I love hearing people's lives unfolding in a way that was beyond what they could have imagined because they kind of took the pause mm -hmm. to do the work and then learn how to date, you yeah. know, with dignity, which is possible. There's totally great guys out there. Yeah, so it's super fulfilling. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so Marnie, back in the time when you started your business and you said, I want to be a dating coach. I mean, what was really out there was pickup community yep. was huge. And also the I'm the victim community. It was how to stop being a victim, how to be that girl to, you know, be stronger and not be taken advantage of. But you came at it with a different angle of dating with dignity. How did you come upon this? Well, you know, they say what you teach, what you need to learn. 
And so <laughs> in my intro, you talked about the Hoffman Institute. So I had just come off doing like some pretty deep work because I had been divorced after 17 years and then got in a really bad relationship right away. And I was like, oh, crap, you know, here I am like repeating patterns. And um, when I did that work for myself and started my own journey, one of the things that I realized that I had lost in the journey of love and intimacy was dignity, right? Self-respect, self-love. And so I had made this, and it's actually an exercise I have all my clients do it still to this day, uh, is this mandala exercise. And I had these words that really captured, you know, my I am or my authenticity and I had dignity. And so when I decided to really look at what then was the core that changed my own dating journey. It was dignity. You know, it was like a game changer. And then when we decided to start this transformational company around relationships, I mean, it was just dating with dignity. Like if we have dignity, then we have self-respect and self-love. And if you have that, then everything is different. So take us back to that relationship. Like, where were you when you didn't have dignity? And like, how did you get out of that? How did you find oh, your dignity? Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because I haven't talked about it in so long, which is weird because you think people would ask me that all the time. But well, I was married and, you know, I just felt like in that relationship, like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I got to fix this. I got to fix me. And we ended up you know, getting a divorce, which was really challenging. And at the time, I sort of figured the best way to get over someone is to get, you know, as they say, under someone Uh else. So I met another guy. And this guy was like the same version of my ex husband in a lot of ways. (laughs) He was just better looking. (laughs) He's in a different body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Younger, whatever. But in the end, it was just like I did a podcast with Jordan Harbinger once and he titled it like I was a psycho ex-girlfriend. And that's basically how I was, you know, (laughs) I was like (laughs) driving around, you know, like in between when my kids were at school, like driving by his house, seeing if he was with somebody else, you know, bringing him coffee, trying to seduce him. When we were dating, I was basically like his maid and his babysitter, you know, like taking care of his kids and moving his house. And I didn't do that stuff in my own house. I mean, and I just was, you know, constantly getting treated like he gave me what I call crumb, you know, and I just kept putting up with it, you know, until I hit bottom, he broke up with me, you know, I was wanting to get him back. And and I just realized like, you know, at the end, I'm the common denominator in all my failed relationships. And for me, my three daughters were like my why, Mm. because I was like, if I don't figure this out, at least for myself, like all I'm going to do is just teach this to, to my girls. They were really young. It was 10 years ago. Plus, and so I just made that be my why. And and that's when I kind of started on my own journey. And and when I figured it out and I realized, hey, this is a, you know, repeatable process. And we started teaching it to other people. That was fulfilling. But the word dignity has yeah. so much weight to it. But I don't think people really know what it means. They know it's a good word. Right. But what does it entail? And you touch upon something that I can definitely relate to is you did things for this man that you wouldn't even do for yourself. Right. And Bend that's, over backwards. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when you've lost dignity is that right. you wouldn't even treat yourself this well. Why How would you, you describe dignity? I think I would just <laughs> describe dignity as knowing who you are and knowing your values and standing mm-hmm. by who your true self is and not getting lost in a relationship and also not counting on someone to complete who you are because yeah. you already complete yourself. But Marnie, how would you describe what dignity is? Well, I keep it real simple with with clients and people who are kind of trying to do it. I'm like, you wake up in the morning and you feel good about yourself. 
off. Mm. Yeah. You know, whether you slept with him, you didn't sleep with him, he called you, he didn't call you, you had a great date, you had a shitty date, you know, like whatever, right? Like if you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, I am, I showed up in the best version of myself. I have no shame, regret, remorse. I'm not replaying events in my mind. I'm not trying to control, you know, like I feel good about myself that like I had dignity, you know, I, I have no no regret. Yeah. That to me is like a real simple way to see if you're dating with dignity. I just thought of this incredible business idea where you have an alarm clock and instead of it beeping in the morning, it would just go, how do you feel about yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dignity, yeah, no do dignity. You, yeah. do, you, do you love yourself? So what is the ultimate dating with dignity philosophy? Uh, that's funny. I mean, you know, if I was going to quote RuPaul, I think she says, <laughs> you know, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to get someone to love you like Mm -hmm. amen you know kind of a thing I think that our core philosophy is you have to really take responsibility for the part that you play in all of your failed relationships not just be aware of it but actually heal it and then get really clear on who you are who you're looking for be discerning not picky and then use a strategy to date in an efficient way. If you do that, I mean, that's really the process and it works. This process is almost counterintuitive, kind of like what you said, Julie, when when you took Marnie's courses, you actually stopped dating. Right. When most courses uh-huh. would say, you keep dating, you just change this up a little bit, try this next time. That's like quick fix. Quick fix, yeah, the Band-Aid fix. But Marnie, your philosophy is like, it comes from within. So if that means taking a break from dating, right. you've got to do that work from inside out. So what is some of that work that people can do while they're not dating? Well, I think, and I don't know if Julie remembers this, but one of the key pieces in our process is what we call the dating fast, which basically (laughs) means that you take a, you do take an intentional break and you clear up the man clutter. Often people will say, well, I'm not, they'll be like, ah, dating fast. I don't need to do that. I haven't gone on a date in 10 years. You know, and I just talked to someone today who told me that story and I was like, so you've gone on no dates. She was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm not going on dates, but I'm like hooking up. Right. 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 And there's guys that are kind of like, you know, whatever. So it's about clearing all the clutter. Number one, And in the space when women that I work with clear that inbox clutter, the chatter stops and also stuff bubbles up. Mm -hmm. Like you realize like, oh God, I need attention or I'm having a lot of feelings come up and I want to eat or I want to drink extra wine or one of the most important pieces about the dating fast is to actually see what's going on that the frenetic behavior and obsession and negativity around dating is basically masking. So Mm. that's the first piece. Yeah, I do remember this whole thing. And I actually found my workbook. Quite you did? Time did you bring it? No, I wish I did. But I had like found it. And I was like, wow, I actually like did do so much of this work. And I think like for me, I do remember like you had this exercise too of like, what are these like limiting beliefs that you have? Mm. Like, uh-huh. what are the things that you're telling yourself? And are these actually true? Like taking a step back and being like, is this actually a reality? Or is this kind of like some self serving thought that I've been t- saying to myself? Can you kind of like tell us a little bit more about that? Well, yeah. And I'll just use the example of this person that I 
spoke to today, you know, she was just telling me her story and she was like, like high quality men in our culture aren't attracted to or won't date uh, women with curves. Mm, Wow. Yep. Limiting belief. She was like, I mean, if I'm wrong, let me know. And I was like, well, you believe it to be true. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. Uh, She also said alpha men, like high quality men aren't attracted to women who are needy. And basically what that meant was anyone who has needs in her world. Like she had this story about some attractive quality guy who only wants to date a woman who is like needless. Mm. Wow. That's definitely been out there. I feel like in bad dating books for a very long time. Also, you're kind of like, where does this come from? And that her needs, I mean, really honestly aren't as important as like, she really believes that at her core that always put other people first. Yep. So those are three. That's just in like one 40 minute phone call. (laughs) And what is interesting is when you start to really ask yourself, what do I really believe? You know, like if I'm honest with myself, you know, I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm not rich enough. I'm too rich. I'm too intimidating. I hear a lot of I'm too much. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's no, I mean, and this is basic, you know, there are no quality men near me. Online Mm. dating sucks. Um, I'm too old. I mean, literally like step one, you know, do a like a written vomit of like what you believe are the rules about dating and relationship right now? What are the truths that you have? Mm. And I said to this woman, and so I'll just say it too, because I think it's a really interesting thing. So write that all down. And then imagine that the dateable ladies and Marnie, you know, round up, you know, the last 50 quality men on the planet. <laughs> and we this is a challenge right for us. in front of you. If, you. if you believe, you know, I don't look good enough. My, I'm too needy. And da-da, are you really going to be able to actually be in the long-term relationship with that person. Right. No. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of went through like some of the top things that people are saying, like, is there anything else that you feel like are just holding women back in general? Hey, let's pause from this episode for our sponsor, Lola, a female founded feminine care brand offering high quality period and sexual wellness products, all made with natural ingredients. Lola's tampons, pads, liners, and cleansing wipes are all made with 100% organic cotton. No toxins, dyes, or synthetic fibers. I personally love that Lola makes it easier than ever to tailor my subscription to perfectly fit my needs. I can choose from an assortment of Lola's gynecologist approved period products that are hypoallergenic, and I have the free to select my delivery frequency, such as choosing between, let's say, every four weeks to every eight weeks. It's also super easy to modify my order, skip a month, or cancel my subscription at any time. Get started with a trial set. You have two kinds to choose from, with each one featuring a mixed assortment of period products for just $5. And just for being a dateable listener, you can get 30% off your $5 trial set today. Visit mylola.com and enter the code DATEABLE30 to redeem your offer. Again, that's 30% off a $5 trial set with a code DATABLE30 by visiting mylola.com. Now let's get back to the show. Is there anything else that you feel like are just holding women back in general? Well, this is a huge thing to me that the actual like the dating process, the strategy is honestly the easiest part. <laughs> it's data, it's algorithms. It's all that part is easy. Like there is a strategy, there is a formula. That said, if you don't do the internal work, which we've been talking about, it won't work. Well, I do remember like when I was going on tons of dates and like my best friend being like, do you really want a relationship? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally do. And then yeah. she's like, do you really want a relationship? Like, do you? 
because like your behavior, because I was still like kind of having this like hookup friends with benefits situation that clearly the guy was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. And I was still pursuing it. And she was like, if you really wanted to be in a relationship, your actions would not be doing that. Mm -hmm. So it did like kind of like bring to light of like, what am I actually doing right this minute? And what am I saying I want? And how do those not align? And then like pairing that with like what beliefs were there was like really how I was able to break through it. Yeah, because you had to face yourself and ask yourself these really deep questions. With Marnie's workbook. With Marnie's <laughs> workbook. <laughs> and her uh, USB. So. Exactly. And I think, look, it's so easy to blame. People you are know? always like, oh, my it city. Just mm-hmm. And I love this statement. And I think it comes from Bob Hoffman, actually, who's the founder of the Hoffman Process. But it's something like everyone is guilty and no one is to blame, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning we all take responsibility for our results and so it's nobody's fault. Whenever Julie and I go to any sort of dating event or singles event, it becomes a bitch fest and it's right. always yeah. pointing fingers. Oh, men are doing this, women are doing this, but nobody's taking responsibility for their own actions right. for being an asshole sometimes. <laughs> and so I think what I love about this concept is that you got to look at yourself first right. and see what you're putting out there before you blame other people. Now, as part of this process of doing this inner work, where does the D factor assessment come in? I'm guessing the D doesn't stand for dick. So <laughs> dateable, right? <laughs> oh, that's, so funny. Your, that's so funny. It's your dateability factor. I actually took the D factor. Oh, I don't you remember. Did? Oh I did. Gosh. I was like a great customer back in the day. She's a great student. <laughs> she really were. She's um, A plus. Yeah. So, well, shit, you tell us. You know, I actually <laughs> don't remember what my results were though to be completely honest so I'm gonna turn that back to you (laughs) (laughs) so basically what it does is it's like are you dateable to the men you want or the men that you get because if you are Mm -hmm. living in the vibration and your beliefs are I'm not enough I'm not wanted um why does everything happen to me or you know it's his loss or screw men or you know I need to protect myself and my guard is up you are going to attract men that will fill that need that dysfunctional puzzle piece you will attract men who validate those beliefs right so like that woman who had all those beliefs she's totally attracting men who are super super needy because she doesn't feel good about herself Mm. right so of course she's gonna attract men who need her because she thinks her only value is over functioning caretaking sleeping with somebody right so Mm. the d factor uh, which we only do now with our private clients. So we don't even, we don't even sell that anymore, but (laughs) it measures really what are your unconscious beliefs that are leaking, right? It's what you can't see on the tip of your nose. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of 
THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think that's the part that's so interesting about this, because like you are the common denominator for sure. And I totally believe that 100%. But I guess like, where is that line of like, you just haven't met the right person yet? Or like, there is only so much that you can like fix about yourself, like you don't want to change? Like, what do you think is kind of like the best way to approach like self improvement, but not going overboard that you're never perfect, right? Well, nobody's ever perfect. So the thing is, if you're going on dates, and you're going on a date, a week or so and you feel like you're attracting really great guys and you're having fun and you're collecting data and of course they're not your match and when it's not a match you just tell them you're honest you're communicating you're being direct you're you know easily filling the funnel until you it's just a numbers game and it should be super fun like I love it when my clients are like oh my god I'm dating three guys and I need to pick like who's the best guy for me and they're (laughs) all really great I love that Mm -hmm. because here's the thing you're never gonna be done being reflective like you like there's no perfect right so and by the way when you get in that relationship you're gonna get you're gonna learn a whole bunch more stuff about yourself and your partner so just first of all get rid of the whole mindset like that you're broken or whatever and be like hey I'm on a journey to be the best Mm -hmm. version of me that I can be and dating is an awesome mirror I get to see all my stuff (laughs) that is for sure right and like so you know am I am I moving forward toward my vision if you are awesome. And if you're not, then get help. That's it. There's no shame. Because ultimately, dating should be fun. Of all right. the shit we do on a day-to-day right. basis, dating should right. be the shouldn't highlight be of your day. Stress. It yep. shouldn't be like, oh, dating it sucks. We should use it as a great way for personal development, but also to meet new people. It's fantastic. So what would you say to people that feel like they're just attracting the wrong types of men? I remember you had this thing called the manimals, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love the manimals. which I love. <laughs> That's so great. I know our listeners are going to ask. Manimals, let's break yeah. them down really quickly. <laughs> 
Let's take a break here because I have a question for you. What are you eating for your next meal? Do you sometimes find it difficult to cook healthy and easy meals that are actually delicious? Now eating healthy can be a lot simpler with Sunbasket, which delivers organic pre-measured ingredients and quick healthy recipes right to your door. I was immediately drawn to Sunbasket because it was founded in San Francisco with recipes by Justine Kelly, an award-winning Bay Area chef from one of my favorite restaurants, Slantador. You can mix and match recipes across the full menu, regardless of your meal plan. I recently made the Mediterranean garlic shrimp with Spanish rice. Yummy! Get your hands on hand-selected seasonal ingredients, organic produce, responsibly raised meats free from antibiotics and added hormones, sustainably sourced seafood, and healthy, delicious 30-minute recipes now. Because Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right to sunbasket.com datable and enter the code datable at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash datable and enter the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for $35 off your order. $35 off your order. Sunbasket.com slash datable and enter the code datable. Now back to this episode. I know our listeners are going to ask, Manimals. Let's break them down really quickly. The manimals. So there's um, the player, which now I guess now people call him like a fuck boy. Uh So that's him, right? Just like totally like in it to win it. Just wants to get with as many women as he can, like not looking for anything serious, going for low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. The crybaby is one to be aware of because (laughs) if you're into personal development, they're kind of everywhere. So he's (laughs) like, it's me, not you you know, let me tell you about my mother and my childhood. So he's like, oh my a God, I've been with some of those. Yeah. And a lot of your listeners and mine like are very attracted to this guy because mm-hmm. they can, you know, they feel like they can fix. Then there's quality casual. And that one is like a really great quality guy, but he's probably emotionally available or he's not in the right time of his life where he's looking for a relationship. So he'll treat you well. He'll ask mm-hmm. you out on dates, but you didn't know that he was going to Paris for two weeks weeks until you saw it on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, shady. So it's just like, it's just not a real relationship, but it's like good on paper and Mm -hmm. like he's doing the steps, but just not. You want to believe that it's a relationship when it's totally like, you know, he's like, yeah, we've been in those before. After I go do my league soccer and I've got this conference call and, you know, but I'd love to go out with you on Saturday night, you know, and he takes you out on a really nice date and Mm -hmm. he's fun and maybe you're sleeping together, but it just doesn't progress. Right. Mm-hmm. The crummer. Right. That's a bread crummer right there. That's like the to- toughest one. Totally. Yeah. You want to believe there's the potential. Oh, I think I've dated all of them. Yeah, pretty much. The totally. Whole and then there's another one. And he's a guy who like the kind of the unicorn where he's trying to get you to, to believe that like some other version of relationship that's not yours oh, yeah. is okay. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh yes. like we don't need to commit. We're just in the labels. And, no like, big deal. Why do we need right. to make plans in advance? Because yeah. that's like be spontaneous. Be yeah. in your soul. Right. So. In your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Feel the oh, aura. the manimals. I, that has stuck with me all these years. I always remember that phrase. So <laughs> I would love to hear some womanimals someday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few of those too. That's so great. Well, I think if you're attracting, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I would just say, look for patterns. It's like in that conversation with this woman, I'm just trying to see patterns, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just asking her like two to three minute synopsis, tell me what's not working exactly for you right now. You know, and just start by asking yourself that question. What's not working? 
Oh, you know, when I ask people that, they're like, oh, well, I always meet men who are fixer uppers or I always get two to three dates, can't get past the next thing, right? Like get clear on what it is that's not working and then look at whether you listen to a podcast or you work with me or somebody else or you go to therapy, whatever it is, right? Just like, wow, what's a pattern? All you have to do is get intentional about changing it just like you do when you want to get more healthy or you want to get a new career. I had a woman come on the phone with me who was a banker who had become a lawyer. And she asked me, so how long is this going to (laughs) take? Wow. And I was like, so I'm just playing a game with you. Are you willing to play? She was like, yeah. I'm like, so you're a banker. That's a pretty, you know, good career. When you decided to become a lawyer, did you be like, well, I'm only going to do it if it takes less than 17 hours. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, most people, when they have a passion or a purpose or something that is like dear to their soul, they're like, what do I need to do to fulfill on this? Whether it's saving up to travel or right, you don't go like, I'm only doing it if it's easy and convenient. And so if dating is something you only want to do if it's easy and convenient or being in a relationship is only something you want if it's easy and convenient, you probably actually don't. It's not a plan for you. Right. Even if you find your dream guy, it's not going to be easy. And freaking being an awesome partner sometimes is really inconvenient. Yeah. You know, the pattern we <laughs> see, and I'm guessing you see this too, Marnie, is that people feel entitled to love when they're successful in their own careers. For some reason, you hear this right. from people all the time who would say, I'm at a great place in my career. I worked hard for my career. Now I deserve that love. And right. It's, and not it, willing to put the work no, in. No. If you invested all that time in your career, you should do the same. Right. For why your would love this life. just be so easy? <laughs> why would why do you why are you entitled well, I to think it automatically? Also, when people are like, I don't have time to date, it's like, well, do you have time to be in a relationship yeah. then when you actually meet that right. person? Because like that does require time too. It's all just magical thinking. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And those are all just excuses. Like you're so your friend, you know, really asked you a hard question. You're really honest, you know, like it's easy to say I want a relationship. It's easy to be on the phone with me. It's easy to download podcasts. It's easy to highlight shit, write it down, (laughs) say a fucking, sorry, affirmation. No, you can say all the F words you want. (laughs) Say fucking. Fucking affirmations. (laughs) Exactly. So the thing is, it's like, you know what? I have so much empathy because I so was this person, but it's like, if you focus instead of on getting the guy, if you focus, am I being my most bestest self? Mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Like, do I have dignity? Do I have self-worth? How did your dating life turn around then? Like, what is kind of your own journey of where you are now? Fucking affirmations. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, you know, so I started working on repairing my self-worth and my dignity. And I realized that I was like a valuable, wanted, desirable woman. And I became confident. And then my actions supported that belief. So I started having boundaries and having great communication and articulating my need and taking responsibility. And I started dating and I went on lots of dates with frogs. And I could (laughs) tell you hilarious stories about my dating experiences. But even when the guy showed me like 30 minutes of his cat videos uh, on his phone, (laughs) um, 10 minutes into it, I was 
was like, okay, so this guy isn't my guy, but oh my God, what a fascinating dude. And I was like, <laughs> let's go. When did you become a, like, how did you teach your cat this? Did you teach your cat? He's probably like, like best date how, ever. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm going to marry like, her. How often do you video? Like, do you edit them together? I was just like, wow, Curious. this is like a crazy experience and I'm just going to go for it. So I started having fun dating and then I was doing my life and I was dating online and I was meeting, you know, people offline and I ended up meeting my husband at a personal development related event. And, Ooh, how perfect. you know, I just <laughs> practice what I preach, but I dated really with dignity and for, with intention for gosh, five years. So you put you know, in the work. Learning about myself through the process. And then about three or four months before I met my husband, Jeremy, I was dating like way better quality guys, but you know, the manimals, they were like very quality casual. Mm. Like they were way better than the players and the crybabies and the fixer uppers, but <laughs> they weren't really looking for an, a serious relationship. And one of them sent me a message on Facebook. Uh, we were chatting. We'd gone on dates very casually. I Like if I slept over at his house, I like never, like I laughed. I never wanted to wake up mm. with this guy. I didn't want to go to the fucking farmer's market with him on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and he basically said he's, I was one of the most emotionally unavailable women he'd ever dated. Wow. Really? Like it was like a boxing match. And I was like, ding, 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 round whatever. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know what? God, he noticed I am. And I had to kind of go back and do the next level excavation. Wow. Uh, and that it. was like in a yeah. February or March. And I met my husband at the end of April. So it's just a wow, continuation of work all the time. Like never stops. Yeah. That's a good segue to takeaways. I have two major takeaways. One is I love your gut check of the next morning. Yes. How do I feel about myself? And I like that question because it's not judgmental. It's like, do you still like yourself? That's judgmental. But this is open. Like, how do I feel about myself right now? And I think that's a good gut check every morning, regardless of whether you're going through inner work for, mm. for dating or just for life in general. I also always on this idea of limiting beliefs. And every day I do another gut check of is this something I really believe in or is this a limiting belief? And so many times we get stuck on I'm here. This is what I believe. This is why I'm not dating the way I should be dating or finding the right partner. And then making that leap to believing the opposite is really, really hard. Right. It's really hard for someone to say, you know, I believe that there are no good men out there to all of a sudden flip their perspective and say there are plenty of good men out there. Yeah, I would say ask yourself, what is it going to take for me to be open to believing something else? Yeah. Absolutely. So that's a great transition, or at least it's a, a progression of saying, I'm open to believing yeah. the opposite of what my limiting belief I've is right now. I've also found it really helpful to like make lists. This is back to the workbook, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think like, I mean, it doesn't even have to be men that you've dated, or maybe it is a man you've dated that was a good person. It just didn't work out, right? Like, yeah. or maybe it's your friend's significant others or your brother or your male friend. Like it can be like other men. Like if you can just point to areas that are kind of evidence that your limiting belief isn't true, mm -hmm. right? Or like, yeah. oh, I never meet guys. And it's like, oh, actually I do meet a lot of men. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever reason isn't the right fit. But it's not that I don't meet men in the first place, yeah, it's right? it's out of context. Right. So I think it's like really easy to make these like blanket statements. And I think like really drilling into these limiting beliefs help you really identify more where there is actually that gap mm -hmm. and what is just more like that imagination of your own 
that's telling you something. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing, it's just like, I love this word dignity. Like, I think it's just like what you said earlier. It's like, I'm doing things for someone that I wouldn't even do for myself. And I'm not saying again, like you shouldn't kind of extend yourself for a significant other. But if you feel like you're doing stuff that are is not like how you would want to be treated or ways that like things that you would do that like you're not seeing anything in return and you're just like feeling like a doormat, then it's time to stop and like really think about like, this is not serving me. I'm not feeling like I have dignity in the situation. And like, how do you change that? And I love like, again, like not to beat a dead horse, but it all does come within. Like I know we've talked so much on the show about people like going to therapy or dating coaching or whatever, like it may be. I think just like blaming the external factors just like is never going to get to the core of like what is really going on. No, because you got to dig from within. Right. Dignity. And the official definition of dignity is the state (laughs) or quality of being worthy worthy of honor or or respect a sense of pride in oneself self-respect yeah and i love it love it (laughs) the other last takeaway i have is like i love this just get clear on what you want like sometimes when your actions and your words are very different it means that one of them isn't aligning so like again digging deep to like understand what it is and like if you don't have time for a relationship and you are focused on work or you want to just like hook up and play around then that's okay like that's kind of like where you are in the moment. So I think like having that kind of own compassion for yourself. And like, I know for myself, when I've done like kind of these limiting beliefs, I remember one of them was like, oh, I haven't had a relationship in years. Like something's wrong with me or like, I'm not attracting men that want to have a relationship with me. And then I started to really think like, actually, when I was like 25, I was new to a city. I was not in the mindset mm-hmm. for relationships. So that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not capable of a relationship. It's just where I was at that moment. Yeah, it's timing. Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. And all the, the underlying theme in all of those is curiosity rather yes. than judgment. I love that. Curiosity about yourself and other people. That's yeah. what makes yeah. dating fun. It should be an experiment yeah. and never ending. Marnie, what is a parting piece of advice you give <sighs> to singles out there who are feeling a little bit stuck in their dating life? I think one of the things that I bring it full circle, you know, my why was my three kids, my three daughters who are now like in their 20s and, Ooh. you know, out there in the world. I always say like, I love the listeners. I love the women that are stuck. Like, you know, like I do it because I love you like my kids, right? Like to change women, to change our culture, to change the world one person at a time. And so one of the things that I taught them when they're really little, which is sort of like the Batista family motto (laughs) is uh, don't let your fear Mm. get in the way of your biggest dream. Even if your biggest dream is actually your biggest fear. Wow. That is so profound. (laughs) That's a mic drop. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) do that. Do that. I remember just to add on to this, one of your other catchphrases, because you have the best catchphrases. I don't know if anyone's told you that, but I (laughs) I think that's why they've stuck all these years. I remember you were like, you got to get out of your your comfy condo. condo. Comfy, cozy condo. I kind of butchered that. And I love that because it's like, okay, it's safe. It's easy. Like Mm. I'm at home. I'm comfortable. But sometimes like you have to get uncomfortable if it's really like something you want. That's when you change. That's when you grow. Well, totally. And that's why we all want like, you know, new paint in our condo. And, you know, we want to, you know, get out of our like fat pants, (laughs) you know, whatever. But we're like, eh. 
why bother? You know, like Netflix, you know, you can order in literally everything. But your dream is not in that condo. It is outside the cozy condo, right? It's it's in the, the future that you vision, your dream. It's in your heart. It's in your soul. You deserve to have that longing. And it's okay. I'm giving you permission to have that longing. Even in 2019, you don't need a man, but you want it to be fully expressed for who you are and mm-hmm. have all those experiences. So yeah, get out of the damn condo. <laughs> As I look around my apartment right now and wearing my elastic waist pants, I will I will say thank you very much, Marnie, for, for preaching. I think what you bring into the space of dating coaching and um, dating advice is the direction we should be going yes. into, which is personal development and authenticity. also authenticity and sticking true to who you are. But first of all, find who you are first. Yeah, a lot it. of people don't know it's really easy like especially this day and age where there's just like so many distractions it's easy to distract yourself for a really long time yeah yep so let those distractions bubble up and it's okay to be (laughs) uncomfortable (laughs) with your workbook and your scan drive yeah exactly (laughs) i'm a little uncomfortable with the usb drive right now so i might test test that out for a little bit well thank you again marnie so much so much um gratitude for having you with us and i'm so glad we made Thank this you work. for let, allowing me to date with dignity. <laughs> uh, there was definitely some periods I didn't have guys. dignity before it. that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and for our listeners at home, if you like to be a guest on Dateable, we are we're looking for guests for an upcoming season. So yeah, your own story. Us. Yeah, how did you your change journey. your dating ways? How did you find your own dignity? Yeah, reach out. Or how to did us. you lose your dignity? We always love <laughs> yeah. those rock bottoms. <laughs> yeah, and then coming out of that On rock the bottom flip side of that. <laughs> cool. We're gonna wrap this up. Stay, Stay dateable. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Stay dateable.